Thanks for tuning in to Voices in DevOps. If you enjoy this podcast, please check out John's reports and blogs on gigaohm.com, where he covers all things DevOps, data, and strategy, addressing many of the topics covered in Voices in DevOps. Hello, and uh, welcome to this episode of the Voices in DevOps podcast, where I'm here to speak to Song Park, uh, who is Vice President of Big title, Product Marketing and Developer Advocacy for, for MongoDB. Uh, as we all know, uh, uh, well, as everyone that knows that knows MongoDB, it's an information company. It's, it, it, it's grown to where it is today based on offering that uh, alternative to uh, old traditional style databases. But equally, it's the kind of tool that people are using uh, in organizations that, that are adopting uh, these uh, agile best practices like DevOps and so on and so forth. So I was very interested to get your view, Song, uh, in, in terms of uh, how your um, your offering aligns with what people are trying to do with DevOps and uh, and what challenges you're seeing from, from your observer's standpoint, uh, because you're not directly in that uh, tool chain in the pipeline, but, but you're, you're part of the platform. So... So maybe if we start from the, the point of view of uh, how did you get to uh, how did you get to here? How did you get to end up uh, being VP of PM and DA at uh, MDB? Sure. Hey, John, it's great to speak to you again. And I think to answer that question, it was obviously just a, a confluence of events, but uh, ultimately sheer luck in terms of landing in this role. And what I mean by that is, if you look at my background, uh, obviously I'm. I've been with MongoDB now for just uh, coming up on four years. Um, this is actually my second role here at the company where uh, prior to uh, working with um, the, uh, the customers from the standpoint of obviously strategy and product marketing and interfacing and engaging with our developer community, um, I ran uh, basically what we call our solutions architecture team, which is a technical team. Um, aligned to working with our customers in terms mm-hmm. of uh, ultimately driving success, driving outcomes. So I think, you know, it, it's something that, you know, to your point around observer status, it's something that I've, I've had the, uh, the fortune and I think the opportunity to see a lot of customers, both in the uh, enterprise space, uh, as well as uh, more in kind of the, the, the smaller startup space and, and kind of everything in between in terms of what journey they're undertaking, what problems they're solving, and ultimately, I think, what type of value that they are trying to deliver, right, in, mm-hmm. in terms of their customers. Uh, and from the point of view of, uh, we, we have got a list of questions which I'm now going to completely ignore and ask you a question that you haven't had yet. Sure. Uh, just, <laughs> just, just a mess with your head. Um, but I'm interested to know... Um, uh, in terms of your overall, the, the, the organizations that you're working with, um, if, if we were to do a pie chart of them, uh, I mean, are they all DevOps shops or uh, uh, how, how would, oh, how would you draw question. that pie chart? Yeah, I think um, everyone is definitely moving towards a model um, and uh, leveraging methodologies that drive um, very specific outcomes. And what I mean by that, John, is you'll see that even in the enterprise segment, there are a lot of customers and, and companies that are all about delivering uh, ultimately value, right? And that value, I think, is derived in, in <clears throat> I think, two ways, right? Because you, you want to be able to acquire companies in today's day and age. You want to be able to um, deliver value to customers ultimately in terms of that whole disrupt or be disrupted uh, model. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the key drivers for any company ultimately don't change, right? Because I think um, what I've observed is that companies, no matter how big or small they are, are all about trying to drive and build competitive advantage, um, as well as getting to market quickly, time to market, time to value. I mean, all those drivers, I don't think have changed over the course of the last few decades. But to answer your question directly, you know, I, I think MongoDB has a, a unique opportunity because as a data platform, we can address um, any company's data requirements, uh, no matter how big or small they are, right? So we have a really good, I think, um, cross-section of, again, um, startup companies, uh, SMB, as well as large enterprises. And mm-hmm. I think as far as how they're trying to ultimately employ or um, embrace uh, DevOps um, in, in the sense of driving that customer value, um, it, it's something that I think has become very wholesale. So if I were to maybe draw a pie chart, I would say that there are obviously in the, uh, the smaller um, company size uh, segment, uh, I want to say almost the majority of them are, are leveraging some type of DevOps practice uh-huh. or DevOps methodology. And then you'll see in a lot of the larger enterprises, and I think you've written about this too, it comes down to um, getting small wins and not necessarily doing a wholesale kind of change in organization or mindset or um, leveraging or embracing DevOps, but it comes down to, I think, um, smaller teams or even lines of business that are um, embracing uh, DevOps in a way that, again, drives those uh, outcomes. This, bring, this brings to an interesting uh, question, which, again, you haven't seen. <laughs> so <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> it. uh, there's actually two pie charts going on here. Uh, there's, um, uh, there's the DevOps pie chart, so thank you. Uh, but it, then there's also the not uh, managing data in a traditional way uh, pie chart. I've got a siren going on in the background there. Thank you very much oh, for yeah. that. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, not... not um, not leveraging the the data platform in the traditional way, not not using a SQL database, etc. And they're both areas that you might see as uh, going from those initiatives to then growing it out to then deciding, well, why would you use uh, anything other than the the new way of doing things? Um, so, is there an alignment between? Um, oh, I hate this term, but I'm going to use it anyway. DevOps maturity and uh, use of tools, you know, NoSQL type tools like, like MongoDB? Yeah, absolutely, right? Because if you think about, um, you know, development organizations or, or teams, and then you think about operations teams, I think historically they've always been diametrically opposed in terms of um, their, their goals, right? Because if you think about development teams, it's all about build, it's all about releasing new features quickly. Um, ultimately to drive that competitive advantage and, and also to respond rapidly to changes in the market, changes in the uh-huh. business, et cetera. And then if you think about uh, ops teams, I think they've always been chartered specifically around um, stability. They want to make sure uh, their environments and their production systems are secure and that they're reliable. So in a way, um, you want to reduce the number of changes that are uh, introduced in any type of production environment in order to not ultimately affect um, uptime and uh, reliability and stability, right? So I think Mm -hmm. historically, that's always been um, kind of the natural uh, tension. And, you know, for us, uh, if you think about then uh, data becoming uh, much more prominent, and you've, you've heard, obviously, the three Bs uh, of data, right? There's um, the volume, the variety, the velocity in which data is being generated um, today. 
And I think data really comes down to uh, what company can actually unlock the inherent value um, in data um, in order to drive, again, those um, outcomes that lead to more customer value, but ultimately to drive that competitive advantage. So I think that's where MongoDB fits in, right? Because if you think about um, the company, we were born out of uh, wanting to drive developer productivity which I think the, the key benefit there is driving to kind of company or business outcomes, right? You want to get to market faster, time to mm-hmm. value faster, be agile in that sense, drive more innovation. And I think that's been the natural hook for us, right? If, if I can use that word for companies that are looking to, again, move quickly and move fast, right? So I think that's been the natural um, integration point for us where customers then are now looking to modernize their application stacks and ultimately not use uh, a tabular database that's been around for, you know, I want to say the better part of four decades that ultimately inhibit the ability for um, a lot of customers to move quickly and to iterate on their applications and ultimately drive those uh, outcomes as a business. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting. I noticed, by the way, uh, um, that the whole world should know that uh, uh, you used to work for BMC on more on the IT side. Uh, it, it's uh, it, um, and I, I, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, you piqued my interest. I'm, I'm going to go off piece a little bit uh, around <laughs> sure. um, uh, what you're saying around the, this balance between dev wants change and ops wants stability. Um, do you think that? Uh, the and you talked about the disruptors versus the be disrupted companies and that could map onto the smaller's and the larger uh, organizations just thinking about the larger organizations the the, the be disrupted are our ops people kind of uh, bought into devops uh, for, from what you're seeing and uh, are they if the if the answer is not as fully as they could be uh, are there reasons valid for not wanting to just kind of go, hey, we'll just change all the time, it'll all be fine? It's a yeah, big question. I mean, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, I think just working backwards from it, John, I mean, uh, we, we do find, again, with our larger enterprise customers that absolutely you have uh, ops teams that are very much aligned to wanting to drive um, you know, more releases to iterate on applications and to, to get to a point where they can... Um, release uh, changes to code um, much faster. Mm-hmm. I think as far as you know, balancing that with uh, w- what I said earlier around stability and reliability and security, that, that's never going to change or go away. So I think it's really finding that, that nice um, you know, uh, balance point, if you will, right? Because o- over the past maybe two decades, um, y- y- you've seen the pendulum swing, <clears throat> excuse me, in a few ways, right? Where it went from kind of monolithic, slow waterfall, um, slow development cycles where you release um, changes to applications maybe once a quarter, sometimes even once a year. And then now that's kind of swung uh, the other way in the last decade or so where um, you have kind of this, you know, uh, mentality and mindset around driving, you know, hundreds, sometimes thousands of changes in a day, if not a week or a month. Uh-huh. And I think it's finding that right um, kind of uh, equilibrium, if you will, right, to be able to drive and, and be fast in terms of driving innovation, uh, to drive uh, changes in uh, you know the business, ultimately supported by applications, but also never lose sight of um, making sure that you ensure that uh, your production environments are stable and reliable and secure again. Because I think for a lot of companies, the face to their end customer is ultimately through you know an application or a piece of software, 
And I think that's the thing where you find enterprises now finally um, embracing that and getting with it. But what what I don't see necessarily are uh, enterprises embracing DevOps. Um, you know, I did air quotes, but DevOps methodologies wholesale, right? And I think you'll find you know, lines of business or sub teams inside of large enterprises that operate that way and embrace that. Mm. It's interesting. I, 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 there were lots of thoughts popping into my head. Uh, one of which is, uh, and feel free not to answer this, but whether the uh, the ops people that you're speaking to now from from uh, MongoDB perspective are the same ones that you used to speak to uh, when, when you were working as BMC. Uh, and uh, another, another thought I have, I mean, you're absolutely right. No, from an ops perspective, I, I used to work in ITIL as well. And from an ops perspective, no, no ops person gets up in the morning thinking, I want to make everything stop happening. The, the whole job is to, is to help people do what they're trying to do, et cetera, et cetera. But there is this kind of golden rule in ops, which is don't break my stuff. Uh, you you, you oh. can do what you like as long as whatever's running at the moment doesn't break. Uh, you, you carry on, but if you're going to start breaking my stuff, then I'm not going to. I'm not going to be happy with that. So, uh, yeah, and you know, it's it, it's a great point you make because I think um, you know my, my time at BMC, I actually landed there through uh, via an acquisition of a company called Blade Logic, oh, which yeah, was a yeah, it's a data center automation company. So if you think mm. about even leveraging and embracing DevOps, I mean, one of the key tenants is ultimately driving towards. Um, automation, uh, driving towards standardization of ultimately how you make your code changes, but also how you make uh, changes into your production environment. So absolutely. I mean, even, you know, 10, 15 years ago, um, enterprises were concerned about driving automation to kind of remove that, you know, the fat finger um, user um, induced uh, error, right? So that it, it ultimately removes the risk doesn't take down a production system, but more importantly, have the ability to roll back quickly so that it doesn't impact uptime and, and SLAs, right? So I think we're seeing a lot of that in terms of enterprises that, again, want to have um, kind of the maturity, uh, as you said before, by standardizing, but ultimately, uh, you know, leveraging automation to do that. And I think, you know, kind of tying back to where MongoDB fits into that bigger picture, we want to ultimately make data um, very simple to, to work with and something that, again, um, either developers or uh, ops people don't have to necessarily think about in terms of how they get access to it, how they interact with data, how they build their apps, but more importantly than how they operate and manage um, that data itself, right? Because I think, you know, we want to make that experience as seamless and as easy as possible so that they can focus on the higher value, the higher order, um, important things, right? Like building those apps, um, mm -hmm. ultimately introducing, um, you know, that type of value back to the customer, being able to, um, you know, get to market faster, in increase the value, et cetera. So I think for us, it comes down to um, making data just, you know, super easy to work with. Um, and I think that's something that we embrace that we also want to help empower our customers. Again, no matter how large or small they are, to be able to work with data in a way that's you know natural and intuitive and uh, ultimately um, supports their ability to embrace um, you know DevOps methodologies and to embrace things that allow them to move faster, but ensure some degree of I think governance and standardization and security and reliability and all the things that again are going to be important for customers. So I, I'm going to ask. A, I'm going to both go. Uh, more technical 
at the sure. same time as showing my absolute technical ignorance. So uh, bear with me on this. So essentially, here's the thought process. Um, DevOps is great. Everyone likes it. Everyone wants to kind of just be able to develop stuff and uh, break down the wall of confusion so you're no longer throwing stuff over the wall. You're just kind of throwing it at uh, target systems and it just runs and you've got your, your next iteration of your mobile app or your IoT app or your website or whatever it is uh, and it just runs and everything's fantastic. Um, where that goes wrong is that there's just too much complexity in that process and as soon as you start bringing in test management, uh, 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 different infrastructure configurations, etc., cetera, uh, everything slows down to which people say, uh, well, we've got an answer to that, and it uh, is uh, it'll be infrastructure as code, or it'll be um, yes. uh, you know, uh, test management as code. So you can actually define your test environment as code, and, and actually put that into your, uh, Jenkins at the same you know, in parallel. So you, you've got everything that you need all in one place, and you can regenerate. Um, that's the way that all of that stuff's gone. Now here, here's where I show my ignorance. Um, uh, probably I was showing my ignorance already, but uh, on the data side of things, my understanding is that MongoDB doesn't need you to define schemas in advance uh, of of actually uh, storing data because everything's done as uh, as um, well, you've got the technical terms for this, but it, you, you essentially say here's schema the shape of the schema free or dynamic. Yeah, schema. so sure. here, here's the shape of the data I want to store. Just store it for me. And, and then, uh, and then Mongo will work out the uh, the, the the best way, best way of managing that. Sure. So, sure. so does that kind of um, data data structure as code issue go away, or am I completely off the plot? Is it is it just a case of uh, you don't need to worry about that sort of thing? We're not going to slow down DevOps anyway, or or is there stuff that you do need to do? Yeah, I, I, I think it's more of the latter. I mean, you absolutely need to worry about it because I think, um, like anything else, uh, applying some type of best practice, applying some type of governance um, is key. I think the one thing that, um, you know, this label around NoSQL and kind of this new generation of, of databases, modern databases that has kind of labeled us in some way, uh, starting from, you know, just over a decade ago, John, is the schema-free, um, you know, dynamic schema uh, kind of label. What I think a lot of people don't realize is that we've introduced controls and functionality and capability into MongoDB that allows you to have actual schema, right? So we um, support JSON schema, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. We have things like document validation um, and, and the things that allow you to have that control over the schema, I think is something that we provide for uh, users, number one. I think number two, um, you, you hit on a great point. It's about how do you find and strike that balance between moving quickly to drive the, you know, the fast iteration, um, especially early on. Um, I was recently talking to a customer um, that uh, was actually kind of walking me through their whole journey uh, using MongoDB. And it, it's, it's actually a pretty uh, big customer of ours. Uh, they, they've spoken publicly about us and have, have mentioned how they've used MongoDB. It's a company called Coinbase. And, you know, they made the bet on MongoDB several years ago. And to your point, um, you know, the document model allows them to, again, move very quickly um, to be able to, again, uh, build things in a way that allows them to experiment also and iterate. Uh, but more importantly, you know, one of the critical things that happened 
was the document model and, and ultimately using MongoDB allowed Coinbase to even do, um, uh, I want to say security integrations with a third-party security uh, application or technology, I should say, at a time where you know uh, this whole crypto mania thing was was coming to a head, and obviously security was paramount to, to Coinbase, right? In terms of uh, again, I think they were seeing a lot more, um, you know, hackers kind of going after uh, you know their their systems. If it and wasn't it, initially, it, it would very quickly have become so exactly you can see that exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it allowed them to ultimately strike that balance of early on being able to get an idea into a working, you know, uh, MVP, and then ultimately getting an app um, that was working. But then also as they matured with their um, application, uh, the document model and ultimately MongoDB allowed them to have these, um, you know, integrations with other uh, technologies done very easily, right? And in their own estimation, it took them um, you know, days and weeks versus what they were anticipating could have been months to kind of integrate um, this security, uh, you know, uh, app right into their into their stack. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's kind of striking that balance, right? And I think this is where um, you see this uh, kind of confidence that customers are ultimately, um, you know, I, I like to say betting the farm, right, on MongoDB because it allows them to again move quickly when they need to. But then we also provide all the controls and the governance and, and, and uh, ultimately the capabilities that allow them to have that balance with, uh, again, stability, reliability, and security in mind. It's, uh, another, another big customer of yours, of course, is Fortnite, um, yes. which is uh, bold, boldly going where a lot of organizations would, would, would never even dream about in terms of uh, having to scale. Uh, and that... I, I think you've been working quite closely. I'm kind of, this is a leading question, so I'll make sure. it as a point. You've been working very closely with them in order to solve some of the issues that they've come up against uh, in, in terms of, of managing massively uh, growing at the same time as uh, people accessing in real time uh, data sources. Right. Haven't you? Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> we absolutely have. And I think, you know, it, it was again always born out of the fact that, um, you know, I, I think I've joked with you even about just the cool dad status with, with my, my sons, oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. two older sons yeah, yeah. who are just yeah, Fortnite, yeah. Um, uh, apparently experts in, in, in their own uh, kind of claims. But, you know, for, for Epic Games, which is uh, the company uh, behind Fortnite, um, it's something that, uh, again, I think if they hadn't picked something like MongoDB, um, it, it would have uh, not allowed them to um, iterate very quickly. It would have uh, prevented them from being able to operate at scale because they are, um, you know, probably the most popular and, and one of the largest um, online um, gaming communities. I want to say I think you know hundreds of millions of, of uh, uh, players or gamers. Um, and I think to kind of the point around DevOps and um, you know what we're observing here is that. Um, you know, Epic Games uh, embraces a microservices architecture, right? So that that design pattern is something that allows them to, uh, again, work very quickly, iterate very quickly. And I think MongoDB is perfectly positioned to allow them to, again, um, do that uh, in a way that uh, speeds up their development cycles and speeds up their, their time to market to release. Because if you um, are a, a gamer, you know that they're constantly releasing new updates, new changes to, you know, the game itself. And I think it's something that, you know, MongoDB is perfectly suited for. 
But then uh, to my other point, right? I mean, we uh, I've I've been working quite a bit with their their SRE team, right? Their uh, site reliability engineering team. Mm-hmm. And what do they care about? They want to make sure that they can uh, introduce changes uh, into their production environment very quickly, make those changes to the game, but more importantly, not affect downtime, not affect uh, you know anything in terms of uh, taking the game offline due to some change that they introduce, uh, or even more importantly. Um, constructing and making sure the topology is in a way that allows them to scale to uh, handle spikes, right? And to handle kind of the, the large volume of, uh, you know, gamers uh, at any given point. So I think it's um, something that we see and, and maybe to um, give you a, a different angle. So we're also working with, I was recently talking to a, uh, a company here based in New York um, that's actually uh, kind of an upstart, I want to say in the real estate market. And, you know, for them, it's 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 actually around um, you know, MongoDB something that allows them to uh, again move very quickly to adapt to the needs of the business and ultimately move and encroach on I think some of the other uh, uh, I want to say companies that have been around uh, for a while. So they're looking to drive that competitive advantage um, in that market, and it's something that they are um, you know embracing and leveraging MongoDB to drive uh, again kind of a wholesale, you know, they're only DevOps, but it was interesting. I was actually talking to their head of DevOps um, and he said, uh, it, it's it, it's quite interesting the point he made because he talked about, hey, we were able to move very quickly and to um, uh, build things uh, in a way that got us to market very fast. But uh, what we didn't really think about was some of the design choices that we made that ultimately prevents us from scaling. And prevents us from, you know, maybe growing beyond where they are today. And MongoDB allows them to again iterate very quickly, so that they can um, deploy those changes, uh, account for those changes in the application, and ultimately in their production environment. And it's something that, uh, again, he, uh, you know, I think the the cool quote from him was, um, "Specialization is the hallmark of any civilization." And he was actually talking about at some point in, in maybe the not too distant future, you know, his DevOps team going away. And, um, you know, the responsibilities around, you know, security, around um, their infrastructure, around security, uh, from a networking standpoint, the things that they have to do to drive productivity of their developer teams, um, ultimately uh, kind of being a shared burden, which I think speaks very strongly to um, something you wrote about, John, which is around, you know, embracing DevOps and doing DevOps at scale. Um, also requires uh, kind of a wholesale organizational and, and ultimately kind of a mindset change. And I think um, they have kind of the shared goal within the company that they need to be able to, uh, again, um, move very quickly, respond to changes, and ultimately drive that you know kind of high velocity and high uh, pace of, of innovation. Uh-huh. And it's something that, again, they're leveraging and embracing MongoDB for because it allows them to, again, move very quickly um, and not, again, have to worry about their data because that data will kind of grow with them and uh, will be easily managed by ultimately what we afford them with things like MongoDB Atlas, right? Which allows customers to basically, you know, spin up a, a fully managed uh, MongoDB cluster in the cloud for them on any cloud platform and kind of uh, take away the headache and, and take away kind of the uh, extra cognitive load of having to worry about what that um production environment can uh, ultimately look like. So it doesn't uh, just work, or it doesn't have to just work, as you're saying, but it does uh, enable people to change this MongoDB thing 
I'm going to yes. I'm going to I'm going to pick you up on uh, not so much pick you up, but uh, uh, come back to something that you were saying about uh, SRE, um, yes. which uh, I've seen. Ri- I, you know, I've never been a site reliability engineer. Um, it, it's a long time since they allowed me to do anything like that. But um, my my take on it, uh, and I've I've seen this written in various places. Is it's kind of uh, the master class of DevOps. Uh, but I, I'm also thinking it's kind of bats, but driven from the operational perspective. So it's it's when the architects and the security people and the operations uh, people say, yeah, sure, we, we want to be able to deliver these scalable applications that change quickly. So here's all the things that we need to make sure that we're in place first, as opposed to DevOps being, hey, we're going to build things more and more quickly, and all we need to do is communicate better. So it's kind of totally. taking it to the next level. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, the way I've always thought about it and understood it, John, was it takes, I think, some of the core tenants and some of the great things about how developers have uh, been doing um, software engineering, right, especially over the last, you know, two decades, I want to say, and then applying them to something you said, right, infrastructure and operations, infrastructure is code. How do we automate? How do we make this so that we can apply um, the ability to move very quickly um, and to iterate on changes, you know, very quickly and respond to changes. And I think the way you do that is through, uh, again, um, automation and through standardization. But I think it's kind of the mindset shift, right? Uh, operations folks, I think, historically, especially when I was at BMC, were always about, hey, let's keep the lights on. Let's make sure everything kind of stays um, running and everything's stable and uh, we don't have to worry about it. So they were actually very prone to not introduce any type of change versus now I think with SREs, they're probably have one of the hardest jobs, right? Because they need to be able to um, introduce massive amounts of change into production environments, but really ensure the uptime and ensure that they are again um, up and running, you know, stably and, and reliably. And I think it's that kind of mindset shift around uh, leveraging some of those core tenants of how um, companies and users are embracing kind of that speed in which they can deploy changes and iterate on apps uh, mm. and applying that to ultimately, you know, kind of the ops uh, realm. Well, maybe maybe all DevOps uh, uh, shops ultimately become SRE shops. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely a role, right, that I think we're, we're seeing a lot of. Um, and it, it's something that I think, uh, you know, companies, small and large, are definitely embracing this because I think it's um, the one common thread around um, making sure that those production environments and their apps are stable and running and secure. And, you know, it's, it's, I think the SRE's charter in order to maintain that while at the same time introducing a lot of that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Highly iterative change. Yeah. Ch- ch- change is good, but we all hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's constant, right? The only constant is change. Uh, I, I, you know, I used to work in a methodology group and I, I was great at telling other people how things should be. And I hated anyone telling me how it should be. So right. uh, the big, the big irony um, for, from the point of view of um, the organizations you work with, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but um, where, where would you say the, the, the most common challenges are still uh, that, that you come up against in terms of making DevOps a success? Yeah, I, I, I think you, you see the most challenges in larger enterprise companies because, again, I think it speaks to that um, that maturity model, especially around um, wholesale organizational and mindset changes that need to happen. 
Um, anytime you want to implement some type of process change as well, I think it's it's easier to um, kind of go at it as, hey, where's the low-hanging fruit? And ultimately, how do we drive towards specific outcomes that deliver some type of value, right? If, if you have that mindset going in, then I think it becomes much easier versus I think with um, startups and smaller companies, they've already embraced that. So I typically don't observe that in terms of um, embracing that DevOps you know, mentality and the mindset. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to, um, you know, even ops teams where, um, you know, a simple example, right? Uh, insurance company here in the States, um, they take on the uh, order of anywhere from, you know, two to six months to provision out hardware so that they can actually um, install, you know, uh, software, right, uh-huh. onto their uh-huh. production systems, right? Uh, versus, you know, you have companies that are embracing the cloud, right? I mean, it takes minutes to spin up an Atlas cluster for us. Um, and it's kind of that dichotomy again, still, right? Like they're happy to operate, you know, in, in kind of the time scale of weeks and months versus minutes and hours. And I think that's where I, I, I see the biggest challenge is how much um, empowerment they have, but also how much risk are they willing to um, kind of tolerate. And then ultimately, I think it's always easy, especially in larger organizations where, well, hey, you know, of course, we could spin up a, a cluster in minutes and um, kind of leverage the cloud and, and, and do those type of uh, types of things. But if the organization doesn't support it, if the company doesn't support that um, willingness to kind of move quickly and to experiment and to um, embrace these things, and I think it just becomes kind of the uh, the Dale, uh, you know, the adage of like, hey, um, nothing's broken, so we're not going to fix it kind of uh, mindset. So they don't change, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. I've sat in those procurement meetings um, right. where it, it, it's just, uh, okay, so we, when can we have, okay, we can have it in that period. Okay, well, that's really um, that's really going to help us in six months' time. Great, fantastic. And you kind of just right. go away and think, oh, well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, very frustrating. I mean, it's almost like you, because we, we talk a lot about, uh, and, and we could go down a whole set of rabbit holes here. Uh, I'll, I'll mention the terms and then we'll move on. Uh, you know, digital transformation and and, and so on. Uh, right. But what, what you're and, and culture change is one thing. Um, the the phrase for culture change seems to imply that it's going to change over time. Uh, but actually, I think what you're hinting at is more of a cultural epiphany. It's a kind of are we going to work in the quick way or are we going to carry on working in the slow way? Uh, right, and, and it, if, if you're if you're not forced to work in the quick way, or if you're not sort of uh, suddenly magicked into a into a state of mind where the quick way appeals, then you will just carry on working in the slow way. I don't know. Yeah, that that's absolutely correct. And I think um, you know, to your point around digital transformation, like that. I mean, that's been a term that's been thrown around for the last uh, twenty years, right? And I think. Companies are still embracing that because ultimately they all know they need to uh, leverage software. They are becoming software companies if they're not already, but ultimately being great software companies. And I think the underpinning to all that is how they leverage and utilize and ultimately unlock the power in their data, whether it's through operational transactional workloads, right? Like e-commerce systems, systems of record that ultimately um, you know, drive revenue, but also being able to afford um, insight and being able to derive insight that ultimately drives, I think, business decisions that allow them to adapt to changes in the market, changes in, um, you know, uh, even kind of the company dynamic itself. 
And I think it's it's MongoDB's kind of unique value proposition there that we can um, support, obviously, the most uh, mission-critical uh, operational and transactional workloads like gaming systems, large e-commerce systems uh, for like Cisco, for example. Um, and at the same time, I think allow uh, companies and users to gain um, real-time insight in their data by, uh, again, leveraging our analytics capabilities and um, servicing all that in a very easy way. Because I think, um, I'm sure given your history, you know, um, it's always been about um, kind of this um, separation of uh, OLTP or uh, operational and transactional workloads versus analytical workloads. And I think, you know, that's historically always been um, kind of uh, the brainwashing, if you will. Hey, I have to wait, you know, hours, if not days, in order to get this data moved out of my operational database into, you know, this data warehouse or, you know, this advent of, you know, data lakes. It was all around trying to gain insight much more quickly. And with uh, MongoDB, we allow customers to ultimately get that insight by leveraging real-time analytics on that operational data. Like that, that's another big trend that's happening where you're seeing kind of the merging of operational and analytical workloads into, you know, a single data platform. And that's ultimately part of, you know, I think our uh, charter and mission as a company, which is again, to make data, you know, super easy to work with, um, but do it in a way that allows um, users to embrace um, any type of requirement, whether it's supporting, again, those transactional workloads, as well as being able to gain, you know, instant insight based on all, all the data that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does that does remind me of one of my favorites, and I use and I'm doing air quotes now. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, three letter acronyms, um, TLAs uh, is ETL, which uh, yes. for back in the day when I, I thought ETL that sounds like a really complex system. Wow, <laughs> what do you mean extract, transform, and load? You're literally just Correct. taking data out. Uh, mucking around with it and then pushing it back into another system is just like uh, how how we can make the most primitive things sound sound clever and zany. Uh, that's that's the IT industry in a nutshell. Um, and and uh, I guess as we start to wrap up, you're 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 starting to hint at some of the things that you're saying are going to come. Uh, and uh, with the old phrase in mind about, uh, I did see a hockey game, my first ever hockey game at the weekend, and uh, that, that that was fascinating. I have no idea what happened, but it was very exciting. But I did see the puck move an awful lot. And uh, the old adage about uh, uh, going to where the puck's going to be, um, where, where, where do you see, I guess more, the question is from an enterprise perspective, it's how should they prepare for the, where the puck's going to be? Uh, in, in terms of uh, both data and data management, and then also DevOps and uh, SRE and so on, uh, what, what would what would you advise organizations that are just saying, look, we're, we're trying to set ourselves up for the next couple of years, and, and, and where should we start? Yeah, it, it, it's a great question, John. So I think there are probably a few facets to it. And if, if you maybe take a top-down look at why companies even um, undergo digital transformation initiatives in the form of, you know, uh, modernizing their application stacks, legacy modernization. It, it, it takes a few, um, or it has a few labels to it. Um, again, it's all driven around driving towards business outcomes and ultimately providing some type of value and mapping that value right back to, I think, the end customer. Um, so I think the embracing of new technology, especially technologies that allow you to work faster to um, embrace things like 
DevOps methodologies that can get you to, uh, again, reduce that time to market, increase ultimately the value that you deliver um, is is critical to any business, right? And I think MongoDB was born out of that whole mindset um, over 11 years ago, which was all around driving developer productivity, making data super easy, ridiculously easy to work with, and driving it in a way that, uh, again, um, you can't deliver value if you're um, distracted trying to manage a stack, right? So we want to also um, uh, basically um, supply um, kind of, uh, you know, an easy to consume service um, in the cloud via Atlas that allows, you know, again, um, clusters to get spun up in minutes so that organizations can focus on the high value work, which is building apps that really drive uh, the, the business and, and drive revenue streams going forward. I think um, data as a whole, again, is something that um, has a ton of inherent value and every customer I speak to struggles with unlocking its its real potential, unlocking its real value. So I think you know the faster they can move towards uh, not even just some of these DevOps uh, mindset and methodologies, but also how they look at um, managing and running their kind of data real estate, um, it, it, it actually behooves them to move away from, I think, legacy stacks that have been built again um, at a time and place uh, where uh, you know it was a whole different set of requirements, right, 40 years ago, and embracing things that really allow uh, them to build uh, truly modern applications. And I think I'll, I'll maybe end on this note, like the way we think about modern applications at, at MongoDB is, is kind of threefold, right? We want um, to drive ultimately developer productivity. And what that means is allow, again, developers to uh, work uh, on the high value work, which is building their app um, and coding and not having to jump through hoops to manage and interact with data. That's number one. I think the second thing is looking at how we can provide kind of that whole concept of infrastructure as code, but ultimately for their, uh, their database or their data platform, which is around, hey, if I want to consume a, uh, a, a database as a service, uh, like MongoDB Atlas, I should be able to just go and spin it up in a few minutes and just start working and then also not have to worry about kind of the uh, management aspects, right? The reliability, the security, uh, the stability of the system. So we want to ensure that, you know, we can also drive um, kind of that unique um, proposition of moving data as close to the user as possible mm-hmm. to ultimately, you know, uh, underpin the third thing which is for us um, delivering that um, uncompromising user experience. And that comes in the form of, again, data that um, is going to be you know, highly performant from the standpoint of I don't have to sit there and wait for my app uh, or my browser to go and query the database and get data and comes back you know, seconds later. We want to have uh, and, and provide this ubiquitous global data layer I like to call it, John, which allows, again, data to be as close to the user as possible to provide that, uh, again, that uncompromising user experience. And I think those are the the, the key tenants for us as far uh-huh. as like how customers are thinking about modern applications. And obviously, you know, DevOps, you know, agile methodologies, you know, how companies go to market and, and what um, things they embrace kind of all underpin that, right? Because, you know, the it's all about speed. It's all about innovation. It's all about agility. It's all about getting... Um, you know, massive amounts of uh, iterations out very quickly, but also, again, balancing it with, again, the stability, the reliability, the security that I think every um, business needs and requires today. 
I mean, ultimately, then it's it's about putting the business into the driving seats, uh, sure. and and you you so uh, as you say, stop thinking about the stack, start thinking about the how, as you said, the uh, the, the the time to value. You said time to market, but I'm, I'm extending that because you also talked about value. So, uh, getting that so that whatever the business is trying to do right now, uh, we've got a solution for that. And we want to make the developers as productive as possible to deliver that solution as quickly as possible so that the business can get on um, working with customers. Jobs are good. Yes. Fabulous. Well, th thank you. Thank you, Song. It's, it's always fascinating and, and uh, fantastic to talk to you and, uh, uh, and le learn, learn your views about what's going on. And, uh, and uh, I very much look forward to speaking to you again. If you enjoyed this episode of Voices and DevOps, please check out the other ones. Scaling DevOps for the Enterprise is the focus of a recent report John wrote for GigaOM Research. To find out more about how digital transformation strategy is evolving, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on IT operations and business strategies.